Merry Christmas, all you nostalgic long-lost sisters. Oh, 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 oh. Welcome to 90210. Here we go. The podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. And this episode... There's so many clips in it. I feel like now I've seen those episodes even more. <laughs> yeah, it's multiple times. There's no situation in which I'm okay with a clip show. I just want to say that right up front. I don't. I, I don't like them. All right. They're lazy to me. I, I've said. What are you my, do? I've said my piece. I'm happy. My favorite show, The Office, only ever did one, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was okay the way they did it but okay. anyway you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website radiomeanwhile.com share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on twitter at here we go pod and please rate subscribe and share the show wherever you get your podcasts today we're discussing season four episode 15 somewhere in the world it's christmas yeah this one was a tough one to find it is yes, not it on was. hulu it is not on wherever else fox yes and you know kendra wherever you can find these now looking looking forward like in researching this episode one of us is going to have to break down and get all of these dvds and that's probably going to have to be me because (laughs) the later seasons it gets really sloppy streaming wise there's like 10 episodes missing from many of the seasons so it feels like this is an important one maybe i don't again i'm the novice i don't know what happens but Feels it, like some stuff. I agree. I agree with you. I think it's music. I think that's what it is. I think it because there's so many like Christmas songs in this, and that gums things up a little bit. Christmas music is big business in the in the music rights world. So I I bet that's what it is. But it's still frustrating. Crazy. Oh, you know what did a good clip show? The Clerks cartoon. Have you ever seen that cartoon based on no, like Kevin I'm Smith? No, I'm not into Clerks. The cartoon is really funny. It was on ABC, so, you know, it's, like, network television appropriate. But, like, the second episode is a clip show, but it's all clips from things that, like, never happened. They pretended like it was, like, season five or something. That's a good clip show, but that's the only one I could think of. (laughs) Anyway, should we uh, crack open the Condor? Yeah, let's do it. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on December 22nd, 1993, in time for Christmas. <laughs> Birthdays. I think we've mentioned this one before, but Megan Trainer was born on December 22nd. Nice. So happy birthday again to Megan Trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much else to talk about. Movie wise, we had The Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. which you just watched for the first time. I sure did. Recently. Yes, I did. You hated it? No, I didn't hate it. I I think I appreciated the art of it, but it's so unpleasant to watch that I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it. There's a lot of unpleasant stuff. It's very unpleasant. Very boogeyman turning into worms. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Forgot about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. watching your face during that part was uh, was fun (laughs) for me. So (laughs) good, good. I'm glad. A couple of movies, uh, other movies that came out. We had Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yep grumpy old men i love that movie then i love it now <laughs> yeah that i think of you when i think of that movie and i've never Thanks, even man. seen it so yeah and uh tombstone starring kurt russell val kilmer sam elliott bill paxton powers booth dana delaney jason Priestley, billy breckenridge jason Priestley, crazy cast jason Priestley played billy breckenridge oh sorry yeah now, As Billy the historical figure Billy Breckenridge was long dead by the time <laughs> 1993 rolled around, so he, he couldn't make Sorry, it. Sorry, I was just I was just seeing. I liked I it. Reading. I liked the rapid fire delivery. I appreciate that. 
Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. No, I haven't seen actually. it either, actually. No. I have seen Val no. Kilmer in the island of Dr. Moreau, and it uh, caused a lot of trauma <laughs> in my life. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, TV-wise, the Joan Rivers show ended okay. in December of 1993. Uh, Music-wise, uh, December 31st, Barbara Streisand performed her first live concert in 20 years. Wow. I think she did two concerts mm-hmm. at the at some hotel, I assume, in Vegas. <laughs> Probably. And, uh, that sounds they, right. It's, I think I read that all the tickets sold out in like six minutes or wow. something. It was... It was crazy. And that's saying but... something, because at this point, you had to go to, like, J.C. Penney's if they had a Ticketmaster booth <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. And, like, get it or call on the phone. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It is, yeah. And uh, the singer Andrea Bocelli made his debut in the classical world and took it by storm. Took it I think by can, storm. I think we can confidently say. I think you're right. So, I think you're right. I love right. Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Kendra, it was funny. I was uh, I was watching this episode on my phone as I was doing the dishes. And in the other room, my son was watching The Mighty Ducks on Disney+. And there was a warring Ian Zeerings happening. And I just, <laughs> I, I, half the time, I'm like, why is, why is Steve yelling at Tim Curry? But no, I was hearing, uh, I was hearing the animated series The Mighty Ducks. Because Kendra, believe it or not, in 1996, one Ian Ziering took the lead role of a wild wing flash blade in the ABC animated series The Mighty Ducks. (laughs) (laughs) And he's so, he's not doing a thing. He's not like, no, I'm doing a voice. It's just Steve's voice coming out of like a tough (laughs) jock duck. Yeah. So whatever. He's cut. While it shares the name with the Emilio Estevez trilogy, there are really, there's no connection. Other than like they they're, play they play hockey, like, yeah. That's it. Like hockey playing. That's it. There's ducks. no like Gordon Bombay is like look ducks from space are coming nothing. So I don't really understand why that name captured so many hearts and minds, but uh, it also became a real team. Now it's just the Anaheim Ducks because uh, Disney or ABC or whatever doesn't own it anymore. But this animated series with Ian Ziering lasted 26 episodes and featured the voices of Tim Curry, Jim Belushi, Brad Garrett, and many more. And it would go on to win a daytime Emmy for sound editing. And it's all available on I, Disney Plus. So I remember liking that show, but I feel like people looking back on it now say it's not a good show. Is that true? My son is loving it. It seems maybe fine. That's it's, just, it's, maybe seems, that's just Eric has told me that he doesn't like it. It seems, you know, action-packed. Once you can get beyond the premise, it's like they are alien ducks who definitely do play hockey, but are also, like, superheroes. It's, <laughs> it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, I remember liking it. It is a lot. Well, then so this... I, I liked Ian Ziering before I I guess so. There you go. Ian Here's Ian your introduction was. to Ian Ziering. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this. Why, I don't know why we can't just have a regular Christmas episode. I don't know why they all have to be wacky, yeah. but here we go. Okay. Our synopsis for Somewhere in the World, It's Christmas. I'm going to stop you right it's... there because I okay. because I don't understand this title. Yeah, it, because do, it doesn't make sense. It's just set in Beverly Hills where it is legitimately Christmas. So what does that... It's probably a reference to something, but it doesn't really make sense in the context of the episode. It's not like they're no. celebrating Christmas at a different time and being like, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. I don't really get the title of the episode, but that's been well, a theme lately. I feel lately. like a couple have not made sense. Like, what was I the agree. wind? Was wind swept? No, that wind one struck. That one did make sense because it was the winds, but uh, radar love. Oh, I still don't understand. Radar love. That was the one that didn't make sense. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny with episode titles from this time because. 
no one would ever see or really know these episode titles. They're not, they don't appear on screen. Right. It's only like in yeah. hindsight when you're looking at them on a streaming platform or a DVD that you actually see the titles. So they probably didn't put a ton of thought into what I like it, it when shows do like have a thing, like how Friends is always like the one where yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yes. And Community's episodes are always like class names. Yeah. Like History 101 or something. Yeah. yeah. Or like uh, Smallville, for example, which we just finished. It's one word titles. Yeah, it's always one word. Just it took one me word. forever to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, it's Christmas in Beverly Hills, but everyone's plans keep getting interrupted by flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> the Walshes are heading to Hawaii with an uncooperative plane. Donna and David are spending the holidays with Mel and Nina, where their relationship takes a turn for the worst. Andrea is nervous to attend Midnight Mass with Jesse. Kelly breaks a tooth and bonds with Mel. Steve shares his frat woes with Nat. And Dylan's Baja plans are interrupted by a woman claiming her daughter is Dylan's half-sister. It's Christmas! <laughs> it's a wacky time! Yeah, sure is. <laughs> All right, Nick, tell us who's living in Beverly Hills. This episode was directed by Bradley M. Gross and written by Charles Rosen. We have a few returning players coming back, and that includes Joe Itata as Nat, Mark Damon Espinoza as Jesse, Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver, and in a final appearance, we have Angela Visser as Nina. Nina, we hardly knew ya. So long. <laughs> so long. Farewell. New recurring players include Carrie Keene as Suzanne Steele. She had regular roles on shows like The Yellow Rose, Hot Pursuit, Studio 5B, and The Young and the Restless. We also have Noli Thornton as Erica, best known for her role as Heidi in the 1993 miniseries of the same name. So big year for Noli Thornton here with 90210 and Heidi all dropping at once. She also had roles in, in the Star Trek universe on shows like The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. She appeared on Quantum Leap and as the daughter of Martin Short in the brief sitcom The Martin Short Show. This lasted for th exactly three episodes. <laughs> Three episodes? Three episodes, and she's in there as little Yikes. Caroline Short in all three. So uh, not a good time to be Martin Short, I guess. So Heidi was a miniseries? Oh, there's a movie and yes. then a miniseries? Yes. Okay. Yep. I loved the movie. Like, do you mean the... Loved it. Do you mean the... Not the Shirley Temple one. Do you think it's this one? No. No. Yes. Oh, I that's her. This one. Yeah, that's her right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding up a picture, listeners, for Nick. Yes. Yeah, I saw it once, and I was like, I must Transfixed. own this movie. And I went and bought it, and I loved it. Yeah. I don't know why. I really can't even tell you what happens in it now. Did you recognize uh, she wins over her grandfather? That's that's pretty much what happens. He makes her, yeah. a little, he makes her a little chair. Did you recognize her when you saw it? Were you like, it's Heidi? I didn't recognize her as Heidi, but I knew she was from something. So okay. right. when you said that, I was like, ah, that's it. Heidi. Okay. That's we got what it. it was. We got it. Well, Kendra, guess yeah, what? I definitely knew she was from something. Somewhere in the world, what? it's Christmas. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. In, in Beverly, I can tell you where. In Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right. Yep. Let's get into this episode. So listeners, this is like, it's like half clip show, Oof. half not clip show. Half so. completely unnecessary clip show, I might add. I think yeah, there's, I mean, the the Walshes only have like a frame story. They don't really have anything going on. I it, feel like they could have made a full episode out of what they were doing, though. I think I so, mean, too. I mean, Steve had nothing Nothing to at do. all. No, I know. So, anyway. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. We have a little montage to We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. The Walshes are packing. Brenda's trying on a 
reveal. I'm going to say revealing. It was it revealing, too. and they're like, "No, you you're going to see everything here." They do. They do <laughs> a some lot of side boobs. <laughs> a lot of side boobs in this bathing Thank suit. you for saying it, Kendra. I was not about to, but it definitely <laughs> happens. <laughs> and Brandon walks in in like snorkel gear like he has on the flippers and everything so they're going to hawaii yeah the walshes are like taking pictures with sunglasses on and Mm -hmm. it's goofy having a grand old time they're having christmas dinner and cindy is saying she's very glad they didn't rush off to hawaii she's glad that they waited and had christmas at their house and now they'll go to hawaii Mm -hmm. post post or like christmas night and and i'm sure that they will i'm sure they will as soon as they said Hawaii, I was like, they're not going Mm-mm. to Hawaii. Nope. No way. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, Brenda is nervous about flying for some reason. Yeah. This is what the heck? A thing. Suddenly Brenda yeah. has a phobia. I mean, did we not watch her fly to Paris? Like, no problem. And yeah. just like three episodes ago, fly to Vegas and back, no problem. And now she yeah, has a phobia. It was, it was definitely out of the blue. It was. Cindy gives thanks uh, for everything that they have. And they're like, you know, this sure beats our first Christmas. And Cindy's just forgotten how crappy their first Christmas was. Doesn't remember. Uh, But to remind us, we get a flashback of when they got that, like, dead tree. No patience for this. And then when Brenda... Well, this is not their first Christmas, right? It was a different Christmas where she brought the Santa home. Right? Hmm. Or was that their first Christmas? I don't remember. Those all kind of... There's, I feel like that was their second Christmas. We don't have... I could be wrong. I think what it is, is we don't actually... There's not a Christmas episode in the first season. So it's like yeah. they have had a Christmas, but we didn't see it. So yeah. I think that's where the confusion is. Yeah. But anyway, we also get flashbacks of her bringing that homeless Santa home yeah. and him telling that terribly sad story about mm-hmm. how Mrs. Claus was wonderful and then she died. Dead. And- he thought that life was over, but then Brenda brought him home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they reminisced about that for a while. Mm-hmm. Back at dinner, the doorbell rings and it's the goofiest Dylan oh my you've gosh. ever seen. I know. I watched that scene. <laughs> His goof was turned up to 11. It really was. Like, I full, I didn't really understand it. I feel like... <laughs> Like, I had a good time with it, because I like his chemistry with Shannon Doherty yeah. and Jason Priestley, but I also was kind of like, maybe we run that one back and do it in a way that Dylan Take would... Take it down one notch. Yeah, maybe do it how Dylan might act. Because <laughs> it's very much... Yeah, it's off the yeah. charts. Yeah, uh, so he has presents for everyone. Uh, he says he's going to Baja. Dylan kisses every girl on the mouth He sure does. Episode. He sure does. It's- crazy it is crazy it's crazy it is crazy he and brenda just like kiss kiss on the lips yes they i do. don't understand me neither <laughs> don't me neither. get it i don't understand um also all throughout this episode it's not just dylan several of them sound like they have a cold or something their voices sounded lower than usual i don't know if oh. it's just where i was watching it hmm or something? I don't know. But it I, sounded, specifically, it sounded like Dylan had a cold. I didn't pick up on it, but, I mean, Dylan's basically a typhoid Mary here because, like, as you said, he's open mouth kissing everyone on the show. So yeah. maybe he was sick and just shared the love. I, I don't know. Speaking of uh, open mouth kissing, let's yes. go to the next scene. Holy where Dylan... mackerel. Impregnates <laughs> Dylan... Donna. <laughs> he goes over to Kelly Donna David. Yes. And they're 
I don't know why they're decorating their tree on Christmas no, Day. No, a lot of late. a lot of questionable timing happens in this episode, but sure. Um, Dylan arrives with presents. He gives a present to Donna, and they're like under the mistletoe, and so they just like make out. They do well under he, the mistletoe with Kelly watching. He's standing there, and and Donna's like, "You're under the mistletoe." <laughs> And Kelly's like, go ahead. So she goes over and they kiss. And then they kiss again. And then, yeah, they really, they go for it. It's a full soap opera kiss. Yeah. Yeah. And Kelly's just like, all She's right, like, you, you guys, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> I, I did not understand it at all. I did not understand Never it. ever have I kissed my friends I didn't friends understand. And this was, this was another I've moment. I've said that before on this podcast. I know. I know that you haven't. This was another moment where I was like, have Dylan and Donna spoken? (laughs) (laughs) Have they shared a conversation? I'm sure they must have, but now they've shared saliva and it was a lot. So Merry Christmas to both of them. Yeah. Oh, he gives her a birthday present, Donna, a birthday present. Because her her birthday is on Christmas. Straight up Christmas. Have we established that before? Well, I was trying to think of that because when it started, I was like, wait, Donna's birthday is Christmas. Uh, and I don't remember if that's been said before, but I know that is a thing. So, well, that's why that's what led to even more yeah. kiss. Oh, sure. He gives her this birthday present. He sure does. Uh, David walks in and he's all dressed up. Yeah. Uh, Dylan calls him Silverado, which I thought was a funny nickname. That is funny. And then they but... open mouth kiss for 35 yeah. seconds. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I to the point there was so much kissing oh, yeah. that I was like, is this a dream? It, yeah. Are we in a dream it right did now? Feel, yeah, it, it did. wasn't a dream. It was real. They just kept rolling. I hate <laughs> I hate David's this this look, I hated this in the nineties. This look where you're like, buy everything five sizes too big and wear forty five yeah. layers. He looked yeah. insane. He looked like in the movie Big where Tom Hanks is shrinking back into the kid who played him as a child. That's what he looked Tom Hanks mid transformation at this point. <laughs> well, he's on his way to a party at Mel's. Yeah, and uh, Nina. Christmas party. Don't forget. Hey, um, hey, quick question. Hey, have we yes. not established that Mel and David are Jewish? Because I'm very sure that we have, but they're showing. Yes. But they're throwing just like a Christmas party. I just thought that was strange. We yeah, we have. Yeah, right? I just thought it was strange. About it. Yeah. All right. You're, I didn't even. You know what? I didn't even think about it. Okay. But you're right. David here kind of, <laughs> I wrote, one of my notes is, why is everyone weird? I feel like everyone is just there acting was... weird Yeah, in this there was episode. something in the water in this episode, certainly. Dylan, like, exits really funny. Yeah. He does, like, a comedic exit. David is kind of acting cold towards Donna, which Kelly picks up on a little bit. Yeah, but even with what we've had coming, I felt like David's attitude towards Donna, like, I thought I'd missed something. I was like, why are they fighting? What are we, what's happening? You know, like, it felt a little abrupt You don't remember what happened? No, I don't. What's the last thing that happened? The last thing that happened was she was like, we're never having sex ever again. Okay. No, I do remember that. I guess it just seemed more tense than I was expecting it to be. I, I don't know. Oh no! It made it made perfect sense. Did to it? Me. Okay. I guess yeah. I'm just thrown off because if I want to marry Ryan Banks. If he had been, yeah. I want to. If he had been acting Ryan normal, Banks. I would have been. I would have been. Uh, I wouldn't have. You would have called foul. I would have been. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I can't get the words out. I'm here for you. Kelly then has this whole thing about like maybe Dylan's acting so goofy because he's really covering up loneliness mm. and. Donna's like, oh, you've been taking your sight glasses too seriously. Yeah, very dismissive. 
So then we go to Dylan's and he's looking at a picture of his dad and then we get many flashbacks. It's a cascade. It's a cascade of jackbacks. Jackbacks. The first time he visits him in jail and does that whole, it's like I'm a monk in a monastery speech. Although you did that Uh, like, you did that more like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe it. I'm a monk. Uh... (laughs) Is the... I did a Rodney Dangerfield impression the other day, and I don't think my husband was impressed with oh, it. Oh, that's too bad. Um, and then we see the car blowing up. And, yes. You know, I wanted here's the I wanted a flashback of us learning that Jack taught Dylan how to read because he can quote the yeah. most famous phrase from Green Eggs Nam. Of yeah. course. <laughs> oh, I we remember. Didn't get, we didn't get it. The doorbell rings, and it's a mother and daughter who mm. say they are friends of Jack's. And he tells them that Jack is no longer alive, which I guess they knew, she knew. already. But she, knew it. Yeah. she asks, well, can you tell us of a good hotel near the bus station? Yeah, because so he just... she's like, we're catching you at a bad time. And he's like, yeah, I'm walking out the door. I'm going on vacation. Let me take your temperature on this right away, Kendra. How do we feel about uh, Suzanne and Erica? Do we believe that? Do we think they're I on the level? Skeptical. You're skeptical. I was skeptical. All right. I don't end up skeptical, but okay. I started At that this way. point, we're skeptical. All right. Yes. So he invites them in and lets them use the phone book. Um, the daughter then tells the mother that she doesn't, she feels weird about being there. Yeah. This kid's like, what, nine? Probably. Would you say? Yeah. But the mom is like, it's going to be fine. Just do what we talked about on the bus. Mm-hmm. Which sounds fishy. A little, creepy. A little sketch. Mm-hmm. A little sketchy. At the Walsh house, the doorbell rings there, and they think it's the shuttle to take them to the airport, but it's Andrea. But it's Andrea. And she wants to talk to Brandon. She is so nervous to go to Midnight Mass with Jesse. She is, yeah. She's like, Brandon, tell me what to expect. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not Catholic, so I've never been to Midnight Mass. Yeah, we learned that Brandon is Presbyterian. Yeah. He's Presbyterian, folks. Yeah, she she is very nervous about it. I just feel like Andrea would take to the library or the internet. That's true. To figure out what you do at a midnight mass. Yeah. They make a joke about the Vatican hotline or something. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And she's like, what is that number again? Yeah. It was pretty solid. (laughs) Back at Dylan's house, the the girl's name is Erica, right? Erica. Yep. Erica is watching It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas. Um, (laughs) And... He Dylan like offers her some orange juice, but she doesn't want any. So then Dylan and the mom, I can't remember Suzanne. Suzanne go in the uh, in the kitchen, and, and Suzanne explains that she was Jack's traveling companion. Mm-hmm. He would she would go with him mm-hmm. on all these uh, trips. She seems very unaware about why that would be problematic to be telling Dylan. Yeah, like why would you tell his son? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that's it. And then we eventually, like, he, he gets kind of curt with her. And mm-hmm. then she says that they lost everything in, when they were living in Mississippi. Yes. There were storms and floods and they lost everything. So mm-hmm. now they're going to Disney. Right. It's just a weird story. It is. It is a strange story. Yeah. She's saying basically they've been living in a shanty town and they got a bus ticket to come to California and she's trying to take Erica to Disney to like put a little like pep in her step to give her some hope. How would you have the money for that though? I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. Don't know. All right. Next scene is on the plane. 
Brandon is like also goof level. Oh, up he to is. 100. He is. He is br- like game show voice the entire yeah. time. He's like, and now we have macadamia nuts. Brenda, do you like macadamia nuts? Yeah, I the think I think they are kind of funny together. Like their their dynamic there is funny, but it is one hundred percent Brandon's goof time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, he is. He's teasing Brenda about flying because she's nervous. Yeah ever sure cindy's having a great time Mm -hmm. they're they're in first class uh and she's she's having a real good time and this is where we get another flat i can't even remember how they get to it but they we get a flashback of cindy pretending to be a rich woman coming into brenda's store (laughs) and like you know yelling at her boss it's funny because i watching that again because the whole thing was that the boss was kind of ripping off Brenda. She was letting Brenda do all the work and then taking the commissions. And then Cindy comes in and does this whole thing. And by the end of it, even on this rewatch, I was like, I don't fully understand the lesson that was learned by any character in this scenario. So I don't know why we needed to see it again. But I did like the little continuity of Jim being like, I don't think I've heard this one because I don't think he was anywhere around that episode. So it was kind of, I liked that, but I didn't need to see it again. Well, they were so into telling this story that Brenda didn't even notice they took off. Oh, wouldn't you know? I think that's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I really think it's hard not to notice taking off. Certainly, yeah. Whatever. Did I ever tell you about when, uh, have I said this on the podcast, when I got bumped up to first class one time? Oh, that sounds familiar, but do tell. I was, my family used to live in Japan, so yes. I was coming back from a Christmas break, and I don't know why but they bumped me up to first class for some reason. So you're flying by yourself? I was flying by myself. I was okay. in college. Okay. I was flying by myself from Japan mm-hmm. back to the States. And there's like a short flight from Okinawa to the mainland. And mm-hmm. then there's the really long yeah. like 12 hour flight. And it was for that flight. Wow. So that flight, I was, it was like a big chair Yeah. that like could recline fully. They were like bringing me stuff as soon as I sat down. It was amazing that sounds great that sounds like a a perfect scenario i really don't know i don't to this day don't know why it happened it was it was amazing yeah all right kelly donna david's donna walks over to david and holds up the mistletoe yeah and he's kind of like donna's wearing like a bright red like morticia adams like skin type yeah (laughs) dress it looks good on her it does it seems weird to wear to like your boyfriend's dad's christmas party but you know (laughs) Say la vie. Um, Donna says the line. She's like, "There's no way out. You're trapped." Mm-hmm. Trying to be funny, but he's like, "Yeah, I guess I am." Yep, he's not having it. He's not. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> so they're heading out, and uh, Kelly walks in, and they try. They're trying to get Donna wants Kelly to come to the party. Yeah, which is a weird. Kind of move, bury the but, hatchet with yeah. with Mel, but Kelly's like, "No," and she's eating candy. The Dylan brought. As, yes. As they leave. Back at Dylan's, Erica has fallen asleep. And Dylan tells Suzanne to just let her sleep. He and says that also, multiple times. He's like, Suzanne, does, yeah. Suzanne, Suzanne, let so her sleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to wake her. Let, let her sleep. Her what sleep. part of the plan do you think for her to fall asleep? I don't know. I'm not I sure. Don't either. I'm I don't not know sure. either. He tells them he wants them to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of going to stay at a hotel. Yeah, because you know what, Kendra, the thing about Mexico, it'll still be there tomorrow. Yeah, it's always there. Yep. 
he asks, uh, he pulls a Brandon and asks about Erica's father. And Suzanne <laughs> says that he died last year. Oh, interesting timing. Which I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> last year, Dylan. He, he doesn't catch on. Right. He was like, you know, I was ready to slam the door in y'all's face, but that little girl's face, Gosh, I just darn didn't it. do it. If Heidi didn't just push him right <laughs> over the edge. And that this is when Suzanne tells him that Jack is her father. Let and that her sleep. Erica is his half-sister. Half-sister, yep. Which I, as soon as he opened the door and we saw them, I was like, sister. Sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. sister. <laughs> On the plane. Yes, the best part of the episode. There's turbulence. Mm-hmm. And Brandon is studying for finals on Christmas vacation. You take your finals before Christmas. Nerd vacation. alert! Yeah, good point. What the so, heck? Huh. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what finals he's. I don't know. For. Yeah, nothing it's makes like sense. They've never been to college. Well, at one point, Brenda was cast in and performing a play the very same day. So time yeah. is meaningless. <laughs> time means nothing. It doesn't. And they they're talking about how they've changed mm-hmm. a lot over sure. the past year yeah. or two. Mm-hmm. And well, they're like, well, all of us have changed except one. Hard cut to Steve at the Peach Pit. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, hey, it's Steve. Right. Steve, I know. Steve's, Steve's still in the show. That's great. He's talking to Nat about his past misdeeds and about what happened at the fraternity. Mm-hmm. And Nat's like, so find a new fraternity. But uh, he says his dad will disown him if he leaves. Yes. And this was a, this was a place where I was I was like, no flashback? We're not doing a flashback? Yeah, I know. Because he's Perfect like, it is, because he's like, uh, everything's always crazy. Remember that time I hopped on a bus and went to find my birth mother? Pause, pause, no flashback, moving on. It was just like, that was even set at Christmas, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. At Mel's party, David is sitting alone, and we. I wrote flashbacks to all the times he took his shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All the times he tried yep. to yep. bed Donna. Donna, I know we were just in a car accident and we're waiting for the paramedics, but what if we had sex for the first time? <laughs> no, David. Yeah. Mel comes to talk to him and says that he is he's hurt that David is sad. Uh, he thinks he thinks it's about the custody battle. Yes. He thinks that's why he's sad. Yes, poor David. He then gets a call from Kelly who says that she's cracked her tooth on some hard candy yeah. and she needs Mel's help. Mm-hmm. So Mel is going to, he says he's going to talk her through something on the phone. And while he's yeah, waiting, she... he notices Donna standing sadly. Yeah. He does. Kelly asks if she knows, he knows of like a pharmacy or something that she can go to, to get something. And he's like, get a pencil and paper. I'll walk you through tooth extraction. And then, yeah, it's like a jump scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go back to the peach pit and Nat is preparing his meal that he does every Christmas for the, the homeless yes. in the area. Yep. And Dylan comes in and Nat wants him to help with the food um, and kind of is like guilt tripping. He is. Like, I can't right now. Yeah. And Nat's like, you always say you want to help people, but you'll do nothing. And Dylan's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, this, and then he tells Nat about... His predicament, he thinks he's being hustled. Yeah, he can feel it. That's what he says. She's he's hustling like, me, Nat. Yeah, he's like, these are, this is not my sister. No, nope. just trying to con. She's a regular Paul Newman out there. 
But uh, Nat's like, you know, if there's one night to give a stranger the benefit of the doubt, Mm -hmm. tonight's the night. It's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. At Andrea's dorm, Jessie is there to pick her up, and she opens the door dressed like an old lady. (laughs) Dressed like one of the church lady. Yeah. She's, uh, in, she's yeah. in she's in her Hanukkah color. She's got the she's got the blues and That's the whites. That's true. I liked the blue, but it's like a long trench coat with a shoulder. It had to be shoulder she pads. Yeah. This like big Sunday hat, yeah. white gloves. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, okay. She she definitely got that at the B. Arthur collection at Hudson's. <laughs> yeah. No question. <laughs> but. Um. So he kind of picks on her, and she's like, uh, I I I'm overdoing it. I understand. But they talk a little bit about how she's nervous, and uh, they say they love each other. Have we yes. already talked about that? Yes, okay. like the very first time. As soon as racist Dan is gone, she's like, I am so in love with you, Jesse. Yeah. I love you so hard right now. <laughs> she says that she's wearing the hat because in Jewish services, they're supposed to cover their heads. And I don't know why he's not like, if that's what makes you feel comfortable, just do it. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and she leaves the hat. I said keep yeah. the hat. You know? Well, or maybe a different hat. That no, hat was kind of listen, crazy. Listen, if you want to point out the flaws with the outfit, the hat would be like third or fourth on the list of what's <laughs> really wrong. So I just say, girl, wear the hat, you know? <laughs> All, right. All right. You're right. He should have been supportive of her there. Yeah. All right. So we go to Mel's dentist's office where yes. Kelly is there getting her tooth fixed mm-hmm. by Mel. By Mel. I found this scene a little creepy. How did you feel about creepy? it? Creepy? Oh, I thought it was nice. What did you find creepy about it? Like puts his hand on her shoulder and like oh. strokes neck. <laughs> mm. No, I guess I I I found it. I believed it as a paternal thing. I, right. I didn't see it as creepy. I no, I actually wrote that I liked the scene here because I felt like Kelly's whole thing, like going back seasons now about wanting stability and everything, and Mel sort of coming in and being that for her. We never really got any kind of a scene between like Mel and Kelly in the aftermath. So I thought it was kind of a necessary scene to have there. But yeah, Mel's like. Mel says that he doesn't think that Jackie would ever forgive him. And I kind of thought we were way past that. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I did I did like what was happening in the scene. I guess it was just him putting his hand mm-hmm. on her shoulder mm-hmm. as he's alone with her in a Yeah, well, okay. Office. Yeah, I didn't read it like that. Know. But no, I get it. I get it. She says that she tried to get Jackie to not bring the suit. And Mel's like, I, you don't have to weigh in on this at all. It's not your fault at all. And I can't remember what he, he says. He also says he's not a bad father. I yeah. don't know about that either. I, I know. Yeah, that's I'm what he sure says. He's that. he's like, I was a lousy husband, but I'm not a bad father, and I'm a great dentist, and yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> but, well. well, I mean, you know. But anyway, they, they hug it out. All yeah. is forgiven. Yeah, and, uh, all is. And uh, yeah. Back on the plane, Cindy is going to sleep. Brenda's going to get everyone cappuccinos, but... The uh, captain comes on and says that the computer control that controls yeah. the landing gear probably fine has stopped working. Probably fine. Could just be a burn light bulb. He thinks, but so I mean, how long have they been in the air at this point? Many montages is all I know. I'm not sure. So, so many flashbacks. But their decision is to go back to, to LA. Return. Why yes. wouldn't you just keep going? It's a good question. I mean, if you have to land anyway, you know. Might as well land in Hawaii. Yeah, if you're going to crash land somewhere. I mean, it worked for <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Just do it. <laughs> so anyway, they're going back to L.A. Yes. Thus begins the uh, the scary plane times. Kendra, I was like, if those angels show up, 
don't Dad Govet. I can't Dad Govet those But angels. I also feel like if 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 those angels and God deigned that the nine oh two and O cast should live, why aren't they intervening at this point? We've established that this is a supernatural world, is all I'm saying. So yeah. in this moment, I think the angels now owe them this life-saving opportunity, but <laughs> yeah, it is right. not to be. All right, we have a couple just like quick scenes in a row. At Kelly, Donna, David's, uh, Donna comes back from the party. David stayed behind at Mel's. And yeah. this is where Kelly is like, is there anything up between you two? Yeah. And Donna just kind of plays it off. Yeah, Donna's like, there's literally nothing going on yeah. between us. Zero happening. Nothing <laughs> happening. Back on the plane, the captain, who talks way too much. A lot. He's chatty. Way too much. Sure. Um, he says that they're releasing fuel over the ocean in case they have to make an emergency landing. What? That doesn't sound good. Is that a thing that happens? That doesn't sound good. I mean, it makes sense. I guess if you're going to, like, crash, you don't want to have, like, you know... But they release fuel over accelerate. the ocean? I thought Is that, too. That yeah, happens? I mean, that's weird. I don't know. I'd never heard of that happening before, that but... That seems illegal. Yeah, it does. Sure does. At Dylan's, Erica wakes up and she is excited that Suzanne told Dylan mm -hmm. that they are related. Yes. And so she runs out where he's he's working on his bike and she drew him a picture. Yeah. Of, of like us. the three of them having a happy Christmas family. This together. is where I was kind of like, okay, at least the daughter truly believes. Like if maybe the mother's making something up, but I think yes. the daughter truly believes. I, that yes, I agree. This is real. This is the point where you know Erica is not like in on it. They're not yeah. like a, a hustling team. Yeah. And she's even like, oh, wow, I fell asleep. Like yeah. she seems surprised that yeah. she fell asleep. Yep. At Midnight Mass, there's a choir singing Angels We Have Heard on High. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite Christmas songs. And everyone is standing outside. They're getting ready to go into the church and uh, they're kissing. They're kissing outside the church. What yeah. shame. Yeah. She's Shame, shame. Shame. Uh, Andrea seems nervous, but they do go into do. the church. And they love and each that's, other. Uh, yeah, they love each other. That's all we really, that's the end. That's the end. That, that is the end. Back on the plane, this is where I really, this is where I wrote, the captain is talking too much. He's like, you know what, guys? It's going to be fine. <laughs> I know. You know, probably nothing. I'm sure the landing gear, but everyone Seriously. just be calm. I'm like, bro, you have a job to do right now. Yeah. Can you get off the phone? <laughs> just. Stop. Yeah. It's enough. I don't. Everyone is really, really scared. And we, I think we we have the, uh, the the music is like over all of this okay. part. Yeah. And we keep seeing like flashbacks, right? Yeah. yeah. Because Brenda's like, think good thoughts. And yeah. so then Brenda thinks like all these we good thoughts of all Brenda these. We have a clip show and then a quick Brandon yeah. clip. Yeah. And then Brandon thinks good thoughts. Yeah. And it's like uh, Angels We Have Heard on High is playing mm -hmm. over all of Very this. Very dramatic. So yeah, montage of good thoughts, and then they land fine. Mm -hmm. They make mm -hmm. it. Hey, shocker! This is this is the thing that I was like, okay, when all of this drama is happening, right? And we're, we keep seeing shots from the plane. Every time they show the plane from the outside, the landing gear is fully yeah. down. Yeah, it's fully yeah. down. So it's like there's no. <laughs> it's like we can we have eyes. We can see that the landing yeah. gear is functioning, but they're still playing up the like dun 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 dun. dun, dun so. 
Yeah. I'm just saying it's not hard to get why it. Why wouldn't if the la- and if the landing gear is down, why wouldn't the the talkative captain immediately tell them, "Hey, guess yeah. what, guys? The landing gear works." I think that this was just like a post production error. I think they just yeah. didn't realize they needed to get a or not show that the landing gear was down because that's the only that's the only tension is that you think maybe all of the Walshes are gonna die in a fir- fiery plane crash, but. <laughs> You yeah, see the landing yeah. gear the whole time, so it's like... Do you think in real life, if the landing gear wasn't going to come down, they would try to land in the water? I was thinking about that. I, I honestly don't know. I'm not sure. I suppose it would depend on the plane, but... All right. If I don't know you what are a uh, a pilot... Yes. And you're listening to this podcast, if you could write in and Can we get us. Sully on the horn, or where's he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that'd be great. All right. All right, back at the Peach Pit, uh, all the gang is helping to serve the food mm-hmm. uh, that Nat made. We get or... a we get a brief Willie cameo, uncredited. Yes, but Willie is there. Yes, he is there. Kelly talks to David and is like, "You've been ignoring Donna all day. Mm-hmm. You need to get it together." And he's like, "I'm trying my best." Yeah. Then Andrea is talking to Donna about church and how they spoke Latin and. All this what stuff, a beautiful and then language. she's like, yeah. "Donna, are you okay?" And she says the same thing: "I'm doing the best I can." Mm-hmm. The Walshes show up right as Nat's pulling out a keyboard. Of course, lucky us. Hey, Steve is Santa Claus again. Oh yeah, that's a he throwback to that other episode with the angels where Steve was Santa yes. Claus. Yep. Quick cut to back to Dylan's house. Erica is sad that Dylan left. Yeah, they wait. This is like the next day, apparently. I guess so. Was all of this Christmas Eve that we? I, this is what I'm I saying. I thought it was Christmas. I don't know because it also seems to be night at the Peach Pit, but like Christmas morning at Dylan's house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's messy. It is messy. But anyway, so she's very sad. She thinks Dylan left for Baja and didn't say goodbye. But then he comes in with a Christmas tree. Oh, and he's so much fun. Tickets to Disneyland. Big Brother of the Year. I got presents. I got ornaments. <laughs> so and uh he's like yeah i've never had a sister before yeah. it's gonna be fun i'm not sure what changed his mind yeah because the last picture i, I guess the it picture? was the picture i guess it was the picture yeah and the last scene is at the peach pit david is in the back just like sorting the trash i guess i don't know what he's doing i'm not yeah he's on trash duty i guess and donna comes back tries to give him some food and he is like I, he doesn't want to at first because it's her birthday yeah, and Christmas and yeah. Christmas. Yeah. But he's like, I can't go on like this. He says the relationship isn't working, especially the sex part. Yeah. And she just starts crying. Yeah. And is like, get away from me. Get away. And that's the end of the episode. Merry Christmas. They got that keyboard out and there was no, again, there was not a flashback to the karaoke times with yeah. Jim. There was not a flashback to Jim playing the keyboard. Jim never played the keyboard. Perfect time. Perfect time yeah. there, but we didn't get it. So, yep. I don't know. I mean, if I don't you're know. gonna do flashbacks, I, yeah, do it. Go all the way. Go the distance. Yeah. So obviously, some big things happening here. Dylan may or may not have a family now. Yeah. And oh, and they were going to visit Iris. Cindy was very excited to see Iris in yes, Hawaii. Dylan had a present true. for her. So, a little yeah. little bit of an Iris nod there. So Dylan maybe has a family, and uh, Don and David maybe Dunzo. They still live together. Yeah. So that's going to be weird. Yeah, that's, that's awkward. But, and maybe still have a radio show together? I honestly don't know. Yeah. I the, couldn't tell you. Donna David stuff is, is tough. It is. Because should David be pressuring Donna? No. She said no, and that right. should be the end of it. But also, she 
did say she 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 made promises that she, she shouldn't did. have. She did. So it's the whole thing is is yeah. rough for both of them. Yes, so. I think it's like it's a one hundred percent her right to change her mind on that. But, oh yes. But I think what I agree with you that it's like that kind of started them off thinking they were on the same page about this. And it's just like gradually the chasm has gotten like wider and wider where they just are like looking for different things. So. Yes. They're they're it, That's what it seems like. They're, they're looking for different things. David has not handled any of this well up to and including, no. the, including the breakup, but like, I don't really fault the breakup in itself. I maybe would yeah. have held out for another day, but you know, uh, that's not David's <laughs> style. Yeah, no. Not David's style. What, Kendra, was your 90210 snap? Um, I guess... I don't know. It can't be the plane, because I knew they were going to no. make it. So I guess I guess it's got to be that last The breakup? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to the uh, Jack was her father scene. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's very soap opera-y. That's a, yes. It's a twist you see coming a mile away, but it is still very dramatic. So I got to give it to that. Um, I have very mixed feelings about this episode. I think if you excise the Jim, all the Walsh stuff on the plane and all the flashbacks, get rid of, you know, but this is like a very pivotal episode, I think, for this stage for the characters. I mean, particularly like David, Donna, Dylan stuff. So that stuff is important. There's a lot of things I liked about this. I see a lot online that people say this is the worst episode of the series. I hate the clips, but I wouldn't say it's the worst episode of that we've I seen really so far. I really did not enjoy it. I wish they had just taken that important stuff and just put it in a different episode. And I fully agree with you that the stuff with, like, you could have given Steve and Andrea more stuff to do. You could have given Kelly something to do. I don't know why, unless, like, there was some production reason why they needed to do the clip show, or if... I don't know. I mean, again, at this point... 90210 is not in reruns. You can't watch it any other way. The only way you can see these old clips is for them to do something like this. Maybe they maybe they felt there was a reason to do it. And this did also air on December 22nd. So, like, are a lot of people watching TV like that close to Christmas at night yeah. in the 90s? So maybe they kind of looked at it as a throwaway episode. But then you have, like, paradigm shifting things happen within it, too. So it's weird. Yeah, it's very definitely weird. weird. It's definitely weird. I I uh I wasn't I wasn't enjoying the ride. Yeah, I understand. But I'm excited to see where some things go. As do so. I. Yes, yes, we have we have laid some groundwork for some things going forward. Nice for Donna and David to have some movement again because I don't really yeah. feel like they've been served well in this season. Um, no. So nice to see that. But yeah, for everybody else, it was just kind of a everybody's kind of trapped in amber. Not not much going on. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see where we head here from now. Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of How's Things, the podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. Just dropped a cool interview with Steve Barnes, who is a legendary sci-fi author. Very cool interview. So you can go find that at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. And moments before we started this, I recorded this week's episode of Comic Book Coffee Break, which I co-host with yes. my old pal Eric Mickles right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network. Do you co-host anything with Eric? I do. You really? Oh, you do. Uh, thank, thank you for asking. Yeah. I co-host a podcast called 90s Music Got Me Like, 
where each week we talk about a different 90s song. And most recently, we will have covered One Headlight okay. on Wallflowers. All right. So check that out. Uh, I, I mentioned this on Comic Book Coffee Break, but my wife did have some feelings about your Alanis Morissette episode. So about my specific feelings about Alanis she had Morissette? many feelings throughout the All episode. Right. I so knew she was, would. Uh, yeah. Well, I knew she would. You were you were but... correct. You were correct. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yes, you can join us next week as we continue our nine hundred two and zero discussion with season four, episode sixteen, Crunch Time. It's Crunch Time. It is nine hundred two, and here we go. Oh, that is a wrap.